Welcome to Wear Who You Are, a podcast that takes the fear out of fashion and holds space for everyone to explore how to connect your authenticity with your personal style. I'm your host, Natalie Tincher, founder of BU Style, expert style strategist, and your enthusiastic friend and safe space of support. I believe that every person has a style and every style deserves a seat. With over a decade of experience working with hundreds of personal clients, I've learned a thing or two about how to help others have a healthy and holistic approach to navigating how to build a wardrobe that reflects who you are. So pull up your seat and let's get started. This podcast is managed by Upstarter Pods. When I knew I wanted to start a podcast, I was not interested in starting it from scratch with no direction. Enter Upstarter. They have helped launch this show from the beginning, but they also continuously strategize with me on the future and direction of the podcast. People are always asking if doing a podcast is a lot of work. I can confidently say Upstarter has taken out the work that I don't want to do so I can focus on my content and expertise. If you're interested in launching a podcast to help grow your brand and your business, but also feel like you need a coach and team to guide you throughout the entire process, then get in touch with Chase at Upstarter today and learn about how they can help you. They can create a custom package for you based around your brand's needs, goals, and budget. To sign up for a free discovery call with Chase and see how they can help you, visit upstarterpods.com or click the link below in the show notes to check out more info. Welcome back. We have another great guest on the show today, Marsha Quiverot, who is another style strategist in New York. She is one of my colleagues. She's another here in the city, and we met um, a long time ago at the Fashion Institute of Technology. So I'm excited to dive into that conversation. But before we meet meet with Marsha, I want to share a New York Times article from May 19th that I read, and I want to get your feedback on it. The title of the article is, Do Dress Sneakers Belong in the Oval Office? I will drop the article in the show notes, but I'm going to read you the first two paragraphs of this article. Just think of it as a rare instance of cross-aisle consensus or else a sartorial trend gone badly wrong, but it did not go unnoticed when in a photograph from the Oval Office posted to President Joe Biden's account this week, Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy, Senator Mitch McConnell, and Representative Hakeem Jeffries were all captured wearing some variant of the dreaded footwear hybrid, the sneaker shoe. Cult menswear commentator Derek Guy called out this footgear as a clear lapse in dignity, if not actual protocol. Why pay a visit to a sitting president dressed in shoes designed for power walking at the mall? So I want to know what you think about this dress sneaker, about this dress sneaker in President Biden's office. So send me a DM. I'm going to also post a story on Instagram with a poll to get your feedback. All right. I am so excited to share the next guest with you, Marsha Crivero. We met at FIT in Um, image classes probably a dozen years ago. So um, you have a lot to learn from her today. So Marcia is a Brazilian from Rio de Janeiro who has been living abroad for the past 24 years, 14 of them in Westchester, New York. She got her image consulting certificate in Brazil 15 years ago and a second one at the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York City in 2012. Marcia helps women feel confident and empowered through styling. 
After living in Puerto Rico, Mexico, and Singapore, Marsha believes New York and its diversity and cultural options is the best place to live and work. She also runs two educational programs for Brazilians with her business partner, Sylvia, who we met last week. And that they include a course during New York Fashion Week and a membership about fashion and trends. So, Marsha, I'm so happy to see you. We've we've actually, when I thought about it, we've gone back a long time. We've worked together backstage Fashion Week. We met at FIT, and we've seen each other in like all the various stylist circles, different programs, and training throughout the year. So, I've always appreciated having you as a fellow professional who continues to stay educated and. And in the game. So welcome. Yes, thank you so much. A pleasure to be here with you. And you're just up the road in Westchester. So um, and we just said we don't see each other. We should be seeing each other more. So this is consider yeah. this our commitment. Because I go to New York City at least twice a week. Yesterday I was there. Come on. Okay. We've got to be better about that. Let's put a standing, a standing calendar catch up. Um, so tell me, how did you even decide you wanted to get into image consulting? Um, I think it's when I found out that there was a thing called image consulting. I had no idea. I always liked fashion. I had many books about styling and how to get dressed better, but I had no idea that I could work with this. Okay, so I was living in Singapore at that time um, and the fashion blogs started. So I found out two image consultants in Brazil. They started a blog and they said they they got the certification and they started working with these. I said, oh, I want this. As I sent them a message. I want this. How can I? Right, it's the, oh, do the class with Ilana Berenhoek. She's the best. Uh, so I sent her a message. I'm going to Brazil in July. Can I have class with you? Oh, yes, in Sao Paulo. <laughs> you need to come to Sao Paulo. Because at that time, image consulting in Brazil was just, nobody knew what was about. It, the classes had like five people, six people, twice a year. I thought about doing the class in Singapore, but then I said, no, I think I'm going to do in Brazil. Um, so I, I did, and I said, I want to work with this. I had no idea that, because I didn't go to fashion school. Um, I'm not a fashion journalist. For me, um, fashion was for people that really studied fashion or was like with, um, you know, so... It was a surprise. I did the, the course um, in Brazil. I was trained in colors as well. So I came back to Singapore and I started working. What was that like to start working? How did you even get started? I talked to someone and she said, I, I want you to help me. And then I started without thinking. We had kind of a similar background. Mine was too. I was searching. I'm like, I want to do this thing. And then I found the FIT program. I'm like, oh, I can actually get trained in this. This is like a thing that I can learn. And then it's like you get your first client and then you get your second client. And it's like, wow, okay. And this was before, you know, I'd say we are in the New York. We're one of the first people that kind of do the styling and image consulting component together, you know, and now there's, it's the, the industry's gotten quite big since we met even a long time ago. In Brazil, for sure. It's a totally different thing. Um, it grew like it's 
classes everywhere, lots of professionals. Uh, and now no, everyone knows what an image consultant does in Brazil. And tell people, um, because we know sort of the industry, at least the way I see it, there's a lot of different terms for, you know, I say style strategist because I feel like stylist has gotten a little bit um, watered down. So, um, you know, I want to I want to indicate that there's a second level, more levels of thought. There's image consulting, there's stylist, there's fashion stylist. Will you tell everybody a little bit about the difference between image consultant and what we would consider stylist, or if there is one. Yes, there is. Um, so image consultant, the way it was created in the 80s, if I'm not mistaken, um, it considers the ABC, appearance, behavior, and communication. Okay, so lots of People think that if you are an image consultant, you, you work with the three areas. But for example, I don't do communication. English is not my first language. So um, in order to do communication, I, want, I, I needed to want to work with communication and English was not a good idea. I don't, I don't do corporate. So I consider myself not exactly an image consultant. Like I consider myself, I would say, the translation to Portuguese would be like a style consultant. What I use now is um, style and image strategist, okay? Because I think that the whole work is like it's to help you with strategy to achieve a wardrobe, um, an image that's connected with your style, with your lifestyle. So I like this name because I think that stylist, yes, it's got like, it's like coach. If I say style coach, everyone is a coach now. I mean, it's nothing um, bad about coaches, just that it's a name that got too much use. So I'm using style and image strategist, but I need to explain I'm a personal stylist because it's easier for people to understand. Um, in Brazil, yeah, in Brazil, they think that personal stylist is something that's shallow. It's not, it doesn't go deep. And I try to explain that's a question of language also. Okay. I give uh, personal shopping classes to Brazil and today I'm, I'm giving at night, in the evening. So I started explaining what's here, what's personal stylist, what's personal shopper, what's style consultant, what's a uh, fashion stylist, which is a person that works um, uh, like in editorials, um, um, uh, photo shootings. So it's something that's created to tell a story. We are not telling a story. We are working with people. It's different. Right. I mean, and that's where where we are similar and um, that bringing that apart is the language of like the strategy behind what we do is thinking ahead of seasons, thinking about how people live their lives, thinking about budget, thinking about, you know, um, what pieces will create maximum mileage out of their wardrobe, what trips are they going on? So it's truly not just popping into a store, but I'm the same way. I have to tell people, oh, I'm a style strategist, but you know, you most people know it as personal stylist, but um, 
it it's the language is different. And then fashion styling is, you know, I see a lot of people advertise as fashion stylists and like, no, 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 that's all editorial. That is all, you know, the clothing can be manipulated. Color can be changed to look more harmonious. It's, it's not as much about the human. It's about the art and the story and yeah. selling the clothes really. Actually, it was a, a person that works with branding that created this name. I think you should call yourself a strategist. And it was years ago. And I have never heard anyone saying that they were like a style strategist. And I, oh, I don't know if I'm, I'm ready to use this. It was years ago. It was something that I did with Sylvia, uh, you know, years ago. And I talked with a friend of mine that she is um, a headhunter. And she said, no, I think the name is perfect. And then I started using it because I thought, oh, maybe strategist, it looks um, distant. But then I, I think I understood the name and I think it's good that not everyone uses it. And actually, I think it's what I do. It's all about strategy. Yeah. I, and I think it's a way of differentiating, um, you know, no knock on on anyone else that's doing um, styling, but there is um, a differentiator in the approaches. And what I appreciate about you is, and me is that we have very similar approaches. I know of working with clients and being thoughtful and having long-term clients for years, you know, we've both had clients for, you know, decade, like a decade. So, um, and that does create a level of really thought strategy, understanding their life, understanding, you know, the evolutions that they've had as well. Um, so I love that. Well, you are a specialist in something that I am definitely not, and that is color. So talk to me a little bit more about color. So when we go back to this 80s image consulting, that was a big decade of a lot of people have heard where they had the color parties and you did your swatches and you got your swatch book. And then when we went to school, it sort of, we learned it. I took color courses, you know, with you, we had color courses, but then it sort of wasn't that relevant. And now the color trend is like back in full force. So talk to me a little bit about all of that. Yeah. It was really a surprise, Natalie. I remember that in November, I started getting some emails a day asking about color analysis. And then the next day, the same. I said, something is happening. This is not normal. And then December, until someone tells me, oh, it's TikTok. Someone is talking about how you find out your best colors. And then it keeps going and it's not only young people it's people all ages because the conversation is everywhere about colors what i think it changed is when they created the color analysis thing um i think it was um like lots of rules you know, for example, oh, Natalie, I don't think your color palette has black. So no black for you. You need to wear navy, gray, brown. And at that time, people listen. And of course, they get tired of this. 
Right. I remember having clients that would show me their color book that they had it done and they were like, oh no, this isn't my perfect shade of pink or whatever it was. And I'm like, no, okay. Okay. Like it was really confining. So imagine in New York where we can do whatever we want. I mean, women can do whatever they want, but especially in New York, how can you tell someone you don't have black in your palette? Because most of the palettes, they don't have black. So it was impossible. I imagine that because of that, people stopped thinking about color analysis and people were not really interested in being trained in color analysis. I think what's happening now, it's, um, it's a totally different mindset. People understood that they want to shop better. This is, a, this is really a change of mindset. I want to shop better. And so I go to the store and I see the pink shirt and the orange shirt. Oh, both are nice and there is the music playing and it's trendy and I want to wear something with color. So which one I buy? And then they buy one and every time they try to wear, oh, there is something wrong. So they they found out that they don't know how to buy colors. They don't know how to match colors. If they want to buy... Even if they like neutrals a lot, they want to buy a colorful bag. Should I buy yellow, gray, blue? So it's a question of knowing better. They go to Sephora, they see lots of lipsticks, and they don't know what's better for them. What's the, they, they, they have highlights, and they are not sure if it's okay. So I think it's a now it's people want to be strategic about their wardrobes and that's why color became like trendy now i think it's in in the sense of it's gonna be good for me it's gonna solve my problem and by the other hand in brazil with all this growing of image consulting the color analysis evolved I have wonderful materials. Natalie, I have a material only to help women that decide to stop dyeing their hair and embrace the, the, the gray hair to explain them that their contrast is going to change. So how they are going to deal with the color combinations when they stop dyeing their hair. Um, the, the, color, the, the color palettes like pay attention in uh, jewelry, uh, makeup. So it's something a lot more, I'm going to do this to help you and not to put inside a box. It's, I always say, it's to give you knowledge. And when you, once you know, you get the power to decide, oh, I'm wearing black, but I know what I'm going to do to compensate the black that's not the best color for me a hundred percent it's like giving people knowledge in order to help them have an easier time making choices yes yes because i I always tell my clients i don't have black in my palette Uh, i wear black but i know i don't either it's like i'm a petite i'm five three um so 
what they they used to say oh petites cannot do big earrings petites cannot do big bags but i know that if i'm gonna wear a a large bag i'm not gonna do an oversized blazer for example because it's gonna look like i'm you know it's so I, i can compensate the same i do with colors you know so i think that this is the change now Yes, I'm getting lots of requests for color analysis. People are really interested in this now, which I think it's amazing because um, it's a different point of view than in the past. And it's about, too, how from um, I think before it was all about what colors work perfectly for your tones and your contrast and, you know, your your intensity. And now it's also empowering people with the message that a color is sending. Oh, um, yes, yes, exactly. You know, using your personality too. Yeah. Like maybe it's not in your color palette, but yeah. if you're a bold person, then exactly. wear a bold color. Yes, you can even, you can decide what kind of palette you give. You can, I have an app with all the palettes and I can tell, look, this looks good on you, but because of what you do, and the message you want to send, I want you to steal from this other palette, you know, to kind of borrow the colors. Um, yes, and also combination. What, what? How do you want to be perceived? More creative, um, more, uh, you know, to show like strength. Um, so you can play with colors. Um, and it's fun because... This um, networking event I was yesterday night, um, I I needed to talk about 10 minutes about colors and then call them just to show the material and show contrast. When I start talking about color, everyone paid attention. This was not going to happen one year ago. It's so interesting how, you know, we were, I've been talking a few times. It's like the internet can be, yeah. we talk about some of the pitfalls of the internet and then there's such a strength of it, of something that was revived in a new way that you've been doing for years and years and years specializing in. I know we talked about color, I think maybe like seven or eight years ago where you were like, I've innovated color and you were talking to me about it. And now like it's here, like just like that. Yeah. And another thing is we cannot tell the client, this is your perfect shade of pink because Pantone creates 100 colors every year. Okay. So you can't expect to find the exactly tone. You are not going to find it because every year we see different colors because they want you to buy, the color is new. Um, so you need to understand what kind of colors are good for you. And the color palette is like a guide, but not right. a rule that you need to follow. Otherwise, you are not going to buy anything you are not going to wear. Anything. It's like teaching people the tools so then they can make choices for themselves oh, when yes. new colors come yeah. out of like, oh, yes, this is similar to the one that you know, Marcia told me is good. So I can confidently make a decision that this is a good choice for me. So you're really like giving people the power to make choices for themselves and not feel paralyzed by yes, Yes, because too many rules or indecision because our style comes first always. 
you know it's yes. not the color palette it's not what's trendy now we need to find out what we like you know and colors included love that so tell me then we just talked about virtual world how do you feel about virtual color analysis okay so i think i um have a few tools that i use for color analysis um from um virtual um like uh, fabrics virtual fabric swatches uh to the analysis of the iris because our eyes really show a lot um and it's we can connect with the uh, the palettes so colors and so it's it's amazing it really works that is amazing. I'm going to have to have you do one for me and maybe we'll like post it so people can see like what happens. So it can actually scan. It looks at your iris and then yes, helps you can see you the, make color decisions. Say, the, the features and but also the colors, of course, because we take in consideration um, for those that don't know uh, the skin, the eyes, hair and eyebrows. Wow. That's amazing. Technology. I yeah. think that's like to allow you to do that virtually when before you, you couldn't have. Yes. That's amazing. All right. So what in terms of color? So let's say like right now, green's a big mm-hmm. trend. Mm-hmm. How would you direct someone to understand if green is good for them or not? And if it is like in the sea of green, what to choose? Okay. So uh, green, you know, green is actually easy for people that live in New York, because for example, if someone looks good with warm colors, I would say, look, your green is outside. Look at the the leaves that are, you know, that are growing now. They are warm because they have lots of yellow on it. Okay. If the person is like um, winter season, I say, think about the color of the pine and the forest green. So that's the green that stays in the summer, in the winter. Um, So it's cooler. It's different from this. So it's easier for people to understand. Okay. Um, So, but maybe you are talking about the, let's say, Bottega green, (laughs) which is very uh, trendy now. It's a bright green. If the person wants to wear it, I would say, let's play with it. It's nothing, it's not allowed it, but maybe for some people, it would be a wow color. Some people uh, need a softer green. So I would say, just pay attention because I don't want you, I don't want people to see your shirt before they see you. Okay, I don't want your shirt to overpower you. So maybe it's better if you buy a Bottega, not, it doesn't need to be the the real Bottega, but a a green bag or a belt or just a detail. But it's better not to invest in something more expensive like a dress. I like what you just said and something I tell my clients and to remind everyone is you don't want the color or what you're wearing to speak the loudest. Typically, you, if it's about your personal style, you want it to reflect 
who you are and what you want to communicate in some, some colors, or maybe you're making that choice that you're like, I want the color to speak the loudest because I, you know, that's what I want to send. But to understand that there is, um, a message that is coming into the room sometimes before you are through the colors that you wear. I always say, uh, I had a, when I was at, uh, the news network gig, there was certain times where there was a room that I knew I'd be walking into full of men that probably weren't always the friendliest. So I would always wear the most like winter bold colors or like I would, or I would choose some sort of like really magnetic bright color or red just to be like, okay, I know that this red blazer is speaking authority. So even if my insides are like feeling like, really scared, I know that I'm speaking authoritatively. So there's this so many layers and messages of clothing. Um, so what would you say for, you know, your clients when it comes to like the number one piece of advice you could give a potential client when they're just thinking about color, what would that be? Um, I would, uh, about color, um, I think if they could understand the best colors for them, it's good if you are, let's say, investing in some good things. For example, if you are buying um, in the winter um, cashmere uh, scarf that's going to be right here, close to your face. So if you know your colors, it's better if you buy one that's really going to look good on you. So... If you can understand those colors for some choices, it's okay. Even if the person loves neutrals, if maybe it's better buying a navy blue than a black or a gray than a beige, you know. Um, this, and the second one is um, I think that the, the combination also, um, the way you do the, the matching you can show more creativity, more like more approachability. So it's not only one color, but how you um, match. And also what is important, it's that everyone thinks that everything goes with black, which is not true. Black is not the best match for many colors because it makes everything more spotty not exactly elegant so if especially if you are doing a bright color like it's kind of trendy now so oh i bought this i only wear with black pants right so black is not the best thing black it's not maybe the best for if you want to gonna have one bag unless you wear lots of black right so this is uh, something that it's a misconception that it's very common. Um, I think so. I think this is a good advice. I think that's great advice. And I found that a lot with clients who are like, oh, I'm going to get a black bag. And I'm like, oh, you might want to think about that. If you're only getting one, let's think about if you want it to go into spring and summer. What if you're wearing all light colors? Like black is is very much a New York neutral in particular, but it, it 
doesn't necessarily, it's not the most harmonious with everything. So I think that's great advice to not just default to black being like being the obvious choice because it's maybe not the best choice. That is so great. So before we're going to get into some, excuse me, into some shotgun style questions. But before that, how can all of our listeners find you online? And we'll put it in the show notes too. My Instagram is my name, marcecriverot.style. Um, my uh, website is marcecriverot.com. Okay. I'm also at Pinterest. It's a social media that's not actually a social media that I use a lot. I think it's a great tool for um, stylists, uh, not only as an inspiration, but also as a, for business. Perfect. We'll put all that in the show notes too, and you'll be tagged and um, we'll tag you in social media. But before we head out, I want to ask you some rapid fire questions if you're open to answering those. All right. What is your favorite thing about Brazil style? I think Brazilians are, they are happy in the sense of they want to feel good. For, for example, the Brazilian woman, they go to the manicure every week. They want to to feel polished. It's something that's very Brazilian. I love that. Um, so we've had seen a lot of changes in the shopping experience since COVID. Do you prefer virtual or in-person shopping? I love to go to stores to see, to touch, shopping virtually for me and for clients. And the inventory in the stores are not great now. I've had that experience. I definitely have had to change my shopping services to account for the fact that what I could rely on in stores, I can't necessarily know. Yeah. Oh, I don't have this size. Oh, this color only online. Oh, this size go to www. So uh, it's, so imagine if you go to a, with a client to New York city, to a department store, it's uh, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming for me. I always think about the client when they arrived at the contemporary floor of a department store. So many brands that after 15 minutes, you can't remember what you saw first. Right. So, and then if we go to smaller stores, sometimes they are very good. Some of them are. But... And then you need to move to another. So it, it gets longer, expensive, and we feel frustrated if we can't find what the client needs. So you go online. And you can pull a few from here. The filters are much better now. I think yeah. since COVID, it's so yeah. much easier to filter yes. all your specific needs. Yes, the websites are better for sure. A hundred percent. All right. What is your favorite color to wear? I don't know if I have a favorite color, maybe green. I have green in my eyes, not only green, but so every time we repeat the color of our eyes, it works. So it's a good tip. (laughs) That's probably why icy blue is my favorite. Every time I put icy blue on, it's like, what's your favorite type of accessory? Earrings. I, You're such a good accessorizer. I can't leave home without earrings. I have like three piercings here, two here. This is fake. 
And now I, I'm in love with ear cuffs. I have a designer I have to introduce you to for ear cuffs. I'll send it to you. Um, Hannah, you, what is your ultimate wear who you are outfit? I would say jeans and a top, nice shoes. I like shoes. I like classic shoes if they are interesting, but I also like a little bit crazy shoes with some colors or some details. I love that. So I have a question for you. I, um, in our, the first block of this episode before you come on, I don't know if you saw the New York times article about do dress sneakers belong in the oval office. I didn't read. So I want to know what you think. Do you think that those like sneaker hybrids with the sneaker soles and the dress shoe on top, do you think that that belongs in a meeting with president Biden? (laughs) I'm asking everyone to weigh in. I think that um, sneakers, sneakers like nice ones are okay to an office, okay? Um, but depends on the sneakers, you know? Um, like th- there are really good brands that it's, they look good even with tailored pieces. Um, but not um, like, let's say, not everything works. There's a difference between athletic sneakers and non-athletic oh, sneakers. Yeah. Like not, not all sneakers are created equal, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I always tell the clients, you can do sneakers. Just don't show that, oh, I'm coming from the gym and I forgot my shoes. That's not the idea. <laughs> Totally agree. All right. Well, this was such a fun conversation. I'm so excited to catch up, hear what you're doing. And so um, Marsha is available for virtual color analysis as well. So like I said, we'll put her website on in the show notes. So if um, that's something you're interested in, follow her, you know, give her a a consult request and um, she can help you with that. And I encourage all of you to learn your colors learn what you want to share with the world so you can wear the colors that you are. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining another Wear Who You Are Wednesday. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Be sure to follow along for episode news, updates, and other bonus style insights on Instagram through my business account at BU Style. That's the letters B, U, and Style. Or my personal account at Natalie underscore Tincher. And don't forget to subscribe to Where Who You Are wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks again. See you next time.